How we looking? It's the Bill Michaels Show. We cover Wisconsin sports like a blanket. From the lakefront to the riverfront. My name is Grant Bills. Filling in this week for Bill. He's on vacation. Seeing some nice pictures. Out on the water. Hanging by the pool. Bill's living his best life. And we're making sure his show doesn't fall apart while he's gone. I'm here with Stone Cold Intern Austin. Good morning, Austin. Good morning. How are we looking today? I'm looking great. Uh, I'm looking forward to a wet and wild four hours of of fantastic Wisconsin-based sports talk. Now, none of our Wisconsin sports teams are playing this week no. at all. And I saw a lot of people mad on Twitter last night and this morning. It's like, Devin Williams didn't get to pitch. Then Corbin Burns didn't get to pitch. I'm glad Corbin Burns didn't get to pitch. And we knew a week ago or whenever Devin Williams spoke with the media, he's like, I don't want to pitch. I want the week off, which I can respect. Let the young guys pitch. So we didn't even get to see any of the Brewers play in the All-Star game last night. And now we got a couple days off before the Brewers are back in action against the Reds. Did you watch the All-Star break? Did you at least have it on? Yes, the All-Star game? I did watch it. You have any thoughts? Um, big picture takeaways? Big picture? Well, things that made you angry? I don't, I don't think there's anything that made me angry. It's not really an event that elicits yeah. emotion. I, I definitely can tell you I did not have Diaz winning the MVP on my bingo card. That uh, w- there were a lot of players <laughs> I, I just didn't know. I, I thought I'd been following baseball. It turns out I've been following the Brewers and watching all the Brewers games and paying attention to the division and then kind of laughing at the Padres and the Mets. Yep. And that's kind of my scope of Major League Baseball. And I'm not afraid or ashamed to admit that I watched last night's game and I didn't know some of the players. So that's good. It was a learning experience for me. Our long national National League nightmare is over. Yeah. Uh, we did get it done, the National and League. And I, th- I think you joined um, SportsCenter, I think, tweeted – uh, the wrong player. Uh, they like deleted. It. They deleted it, but they tweeted that Luis Arias like hit Rosarena in the head when he tagged him. Yeah, but it was not Luis Arias. And then people were clowning Sports Center that it takes two seconds to look at just to double make sure, check to make sure it's the right player. Well, that's a, that's our culture these days, Austin. It's yeah. not about being right. It's about being first. <laughs> I, you don't get me started. I'm glad you brought up Luis Arias because. I'll admit, man-to-man, I don't have a long, detailed rundown of things to talk about today because there's not much going on. But one thing I did want to mention and something I I read about while eating my breakfast this morning, it was was peanut butter toast. Don't get any ideas that I had a luxurious breakfast. I read a story about Luis Urize, and for all the baseball fans that call the show and, and call their shows and are on Twitter who miss what the game used to be like, they miss small ball, putting the ball in play, hit and run, and I actually think the Brewers have done an okay job, but we don't need to debate that. Luis Urias is kind of like their golden boy. Yeah. This guy is doing things that we saw decades ago. We don't really see players like Luis Urias doing the things that he's doing in today's game. And I like that they spotlighted him a little bit last night. And he had two singles because, of course, he did. <laughs> yeah, that's all he does. I found a list of qualifications that puts Luis Urias in, in rare air. You ready for this? Yep. So a list of players that have entered the All-Star game with an average of 383 or higher and at least 200 plate appearances, had a multi-hit game in the All-Star game while driving in at least one home run within the last 82 years. So players who have done those things in the last 82 years. This is the years. most like, ESPN out there. I, 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 know. <laughs> I don't know how people find, come up with these things. So Ted Williams did this in 1941. So this is post, post-Ted Williams. Okay. Three players who have done what Luis Urias has done first half through the All-Star game last night. Tony Gwynn in 1994. Rod Carew and Stan Musial. That's it. That's the list. Nice. 
And I was reading some comments this morning from Matt Olson, who's with the Braves. Yep. We talked about him talking about his his hitting prowess. Alex Cobb was mentioned in this story. Who He compared Luis Urias to Tony Gwynn. So I wanted to mention this at the start of the show. For all of our maybe more old-timey baseball fans, baseball purists maybe that missed the game and the way the game used to be, watch Luis Urias because I honestly don't know how he does what he does. Yeah. And it was cool to see him get two hits last night. Yeah, it's great. His, uh, if you look at his stats, like his – Average exit velocity is like bottom 10 or 15%, I think, in the majors. But he just finds gaps. It's about hitting it to the right spot. Not hitting yes. always at the right speed. And exit velocity does matter. And launch angle does matter. They're not everything. Like, I think some uh -huh. baseball fans get the idea that, like, Craig Council and the Brewers hitters, they're in a meeting room with a protractor. <laughs> like, no, that, that's not as if a line drive single isn't good enough. We got to get the ball up, up, up. No, no, no. But launch angle is important and that you're not banging the ball into the ground, especially if you need a sack fly or you need to elevate the ball. All these statistics matter. And it's not that Luis Urias has turned himself into a great player because he ignores analytics. He's turned himself into an amazing player because he's just wired to hit the ball like no one else in the league. It's really impressive. And, you know, we saw him with the Twins for a while. So, you know, some of my friends who are Twins fans, we had conversations throughout the years about Urias. He's just really hard to get out. And yeah. there's a lot of value in having a guy like that in your batting order. So I know he didn't win the MVP last night, but I wanted to talk about him. Any other players that jumped out to you last night? Uh, any stars in baseball um, that you thought had a nice moment or, or that are worth talking about? Uh, we got to talk about Justin Steele um, pitching his hitless hit inning. Hitless inning? Not hitless. He, we, got, he got up one hit, but scoreless inning. Close enough. Yeah. Scoreless, hitless. Scoreless, <laughs> What's it. the difference? I have one that's comment it. about Justin Steele. It's not related to baseball. He needs to shave. Yeah, the beard is a little interesting. It's not a great beard. It's it's, it's like, an awful beard, actually. It does, yeah, it doesn't grow evenly. It's gross. Yeah. It's like in middle school or in early high school when you had that buddy who like, could grow facial hair but shouldn't. It's like, I know you can, but let's, come on, let's clean that up. Yeah. And I have a buddy who's a Cubs fan. We were texting last night. He's like, Steele needs to shave that thing off his face. Please, God. Actually, he sent me a DM uh, of a picture of Justin Steele. The Cubs tweeted, steal the show. He's on the red carpet or the pink carpet, yep. the T-Mobile pink carpet, I'm assuming it was called. I probably. Didn't, probably. I didn't see that part. And he texted me and said, steal a razor and shave your face, Justin. Uh, that's really it's my only Justin Steele take. Justin Steele was the guy who know hit the Brewers, right? I'm not misremembering no. that. That was Alec Mills. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That man, I don't know where he is now. <sighs> not going to lie. Justin Steele's actually good. Alec Mills was not good, and he had one random no-hit against the Brewers. Are you sure that Justin Steele's actually good, or is he just having a great year? What? I No, he's very good. Okay. I'm all in on Justin Steele. He was, ever since the second half of last year, it's he's been, been like a top 10 pitcher in baseball. I had it in my head for whatever reason that Justin Steele was the one who no-hit the Brewers. I feel a little bit – actually, I feel worse. I feel much worse. But the Brewers are never going to get no-hit by a stud pitcher. They're always going to find a way. This is what the Craig Council Brewers do. They go on a West Coast trip. They play the Dodgers, and for whatever reason, they play really good, fundamentally clean baseball, and then they go against some slap like Alec Mills. And, you know, they <laughs> can't put the bat on the ball. 608-321-1670 if you want to join us to talk uh, the All-Star break, anything with the Brewers, anything with the Cubs, as uh, Stone Cold over here is a big Cubs fan and knows it. You know your team very well. I must tip my cap. Uh, some other breaking news. I want to talk about this today. 
Did you see the uh, media news out of the NFL this morning? Did you see Adam Schefter's big announcement? I heard the guys on the morning show. I did not, about actually. It was not what unexpected. But the NFL and NFL Films have selected the New York Jets to serve as this year's team on Hard yeah. Knocks, per sources. Why does... Uh, this is a pet peeve of mine, and it doesn't matter. Per sources? Per so, it, the NFL told you, Adam. Like, you don't need to... The Jets report to training camp one week from today, July 19th, and the cameras will be rolling in full force. So I have a couple things to say about this. Number one, this is the most NFL thing ever. And and by that, I mean, the Jets did not want this. They were actively concerned and worried about this. They had no interest in this. And the NFL said, it will make us the most (laughs) money. It will make you the most money. So shut up. You're going to do it, which is basically how the NFL approaches everything. Like, oh, you don't want to go to Europe? Tough. Oh, Jags, you don't want to go twice this year? Well, win some games and stop being such a mid-franchise. This is what the NFL does. The NFL, unlike the NBA, is very considerate. Oh, you would like to be traded where? Okay, we will look to accommodate you. Oh, uh, you you want uh, salary cap exemption on these bad contracts? Okay, we'll work with you. You want to load manage? All right, we're not going to roll you over the coals for that. The NFL, mm mm-mm. They say, oh, you you don't want this thing? You don't want to do hard knocks? Well, guess what? It'll make us the most money in the long term. It'll be best for the league, which is best for you, which is best for your players. So shut up. You're going to do it. And I appreciate that from the NFL because yeah. we've lost that in some of our other leagues. I yep. kind of like it. They're going to do it their way. They're not going to take any any consideration to it. I will watch. Yep. I will watch Hard Knocks with the Jets. Um, here's another question. And I, I was going to ask Ebo and the guys in the morning show this. My girlfriend likes a little reality TV. She's not a degenerate. Like she will watch The Bachelor She'll have it on in the background. She'll watch Love is Blind, have it on in the background. Do you think, like, could I sell this to her? Like, hey, this is a reality show. It's got Aaron Rodgers. I think she would just Maybe. appreciate the absurdity of it. Like, how dramatic and how, like, they make it. I I think that this is something that could bind sports fans and non-sports fans together, truly. Yeah, I, I could actually get behind that. It's a reality show starring Aaron Rodgers. That's all you got to book it as. That's what I'm saying. It'll, I think it'll be bananas. I think it'll be really, really entertaining. Do you like reality TV at all? Um, eh, hit or miss. Eh, not a bachelor, bachelorette no, guy. Not, I've never watched a full season. So in college, I had two roommates, okay. and they both had long-term stable girlfriends. Like they weren't rotating. It was not a bus station of women in our house. Yep. All right, they were committed relationships, and I was constantly single the whole way through. So I was kind of like the fun. Why, probably annoying to them, but I was that guy in the <laughs> okay. house who was coming and going, not with, again, with other women. It was by myself with my dumb friends doing dumb things. And they had their stable relationships, all focused on their career. And on every Monday night, they would watch The Bachelor. And I tried, like, I like I could get into this. I like this. The whole household on Mondays coming together to watch something. And I tried to get into The Bachelor and, the ba- and it just, it wouldn't land with me. I'm not buying into what I'm seeing. It just seems like a big skit that is supposed to be funny, but no one's laughing at. So maybe I'll try to sell the girlfriend on hard knocks. I I think, I think that's viable. I think it could happen. Do you think Zach Wilson gets any run in this? That's he has to. Yeah. They got to interview him a couple of times. I know he's not the starter, but he's about as entertaining and as interesting of a backup as you can have. And you know, Rogers is going to have some funny nickname for him. And they're going to have this weird, like father son grandpa grandson dynamic <laughs> i don't know he's going to play a role and then randall cobb is there yep. adrian amos there's a bunch of packers there i can't wait to watch this and in the past i've watched hard knocks and it's kind of been a burden it's like well it's sports 
And I work in sports talk, so I should probably watch in case something crazy happens. This I think I'll watch just for enjoyment. Straight up. 608-321-1670. Aaron Rodgers will be on hard knocks. It it could not have been any other team. Like, if it would have been the Bears, that would have sucked. Yeah. Okay, so DJ Moore's route running. We're going to do an episode on that. The Saints was another, like, thing. I don't want Derek Carr on hard knocks again. Derek Carr shouldn't want Derek Carr on hard knocks again. He shouldn't. That nobody liked him. It, it was, it, it reminded me a lot of that guy in high school, and I think I made this comparison earlier this week. So sorry if I'm repeating myself, but it reminds me of that guy on the high school football team or on the high school basketball team that wants to be the vocal leader. Yep. He wants to be the guy that gives the speech, but everyone's like, this guy. I just let him, let him talk himself. He'll tire himself out and he'll stop. You just put up with him. That was Derek Carr. I don't want to watch Derek Carr in Hard Knocks again. And watching Sam Howell. I'm supposed yeah. to get excited about no, Sam that Howell. That would have been a mess. This was the only choice, really. This truly was the only choice. And despite the Jets not being interested and having no desire to do it, I love the NFL because they say, screw you. You're going to do it, and you're going to make money. The league's going to make money. This is going to create intrigue in the league, create buzz. The NFL goes about it from a strictly dollars and cents standpoint. Because that's and at the end of the day, the more eyeballs on the league, the more money the league makes, the more money the players make the more power the Players Association has. It's long-term good for the league where I think, you know, baseball is, that's its own different creature. But I I think of the NBA and Adam Silver is very much a players commissioner. Mm-hmm. It's a players that you want to rest a little bit. Okay. Roger Goodell wouldn't put up with that. And yeah. it's not that he doesn't like his players. It's not that he's this, this crabby, grumpy old man. Although, you know, you get to that level of power and business. You know, you've, you've learned to sideswipe and maybe backstab a little bit. Um, and I'm sure Roger Goodell's had to make some very savvy, uh, maybe sneaky business moves throughout his career. But I appreciate the way that he handles the NFL. What makes us money? What grows our league? If we have to play Thursday night football, then we play Thursday night football. And if the players don't like it, I will simply remind them of how much money they're making. And in two years, it's going to be more. And in four years, it's going to be more. Mm-hmm. Thursday night football and games on holidays and in games in Europe and forcing the Jets to be on hard knocks. I love the system of hard knocks, actually. It's like, I think if you have two or three losing seasons in a row, yeah. the NFL can just straight up make you do it. Pretty much. I appreciate that. It's yeah. like, well, if you don't want to be on, don't, don't suck. Yeah. Don't suck. <laughs> don't lose. Don't lose. 608 321 I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. Austin with a rebranded, revamped Twitter account is on Twitter at the Os Harper. I saw you tweeting last night. I did. I said I thought I'd never see the day when the National National League won. Austin didn't have Twitter. He didn't touch his Twitter for years. He revamped it just in time to be on Twitter when the National League (laughs) finally won an all-star game. That's all it took. I I was was just like in the Mike Clemens story yesterday. Those two guys that talked to Aaron Rodgers were the reason he became a Hall of Famer. Me joining Twitter and actually tweeting was the reason the National League could win the all-star game. I can't disagree. I, 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 the stats are behind me. The stats don't lie. You're 100% correct. So Austin returned to Twitter just in time to tweet about the National League making history. Our national nightmare is over. Finally, the American League takes one on the chin. Let's take a three-minute break. The Bill Michaels Show just getting started. A lot more coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Paula. Hi. Come to my attention. I need new windows. You do? Hey, sweetie, what's this? My art project. Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. 
Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows, Dad? Well, you came to the right place. Pell has a limited lifetime warranty on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit PellaWI.com today. Bill Michaels Show, how we looking? Appreciate you giving us a listen, as Bill would say. My name is Grant Bills, Twitter at Wisco Grant. I'm here with Stone Cold Producer Austin. He's on Twitter at the Oss Harper. Should be my rain announcer. Yeah. <laughs> say, just say it like that every time you walk. Stone right. Cold Steve or St- <laughs> Stone Cold Intern Austin. You can join us. We're just BSing a little bit about the All Star game last night. Austin's a Cubs guy. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about them going into the deadline, the Brewers as well. And the Jets are going to be on hard knocks, which is going to be really fun. I don't know if I have some theory or some take about it. You might, but it's just kind of fun to think about what might happen when you get Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson and Robert Sala in the camera and Jacks uh, are in Jets training camp in just a couple of weeks. 608-321-1670. Let's take a phone call. Welcome to the Bill Michaels Show. Who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Steve. Steve. What's going on, Steve? Hey, I like it. You guys are good together. It's, it's uh, been fun. Appreciate it, Steve. Appreciate it, Steve. I'm enjoying that. And, and welcome to Madison, Grant. Well, I appreciate uh, that. Thank you. Um, I agree. That I'm kind of looking forward to hard knocks. Uh, the, any, the team will have a little more drama, a little more, uh, a little more um, flair to it. Uh, this year, hard knocks with the Jets, so I like that. But I want to talk about the the Brewers. Yeah, oh, I, I look at their roster, and I know you know we've talked before about this. They got rid of. I mean, losing Hunter Ref, Hunter Renfro was just a killer. Um, I'm well, I'm happy the Cubs didn't get him because I can't imagine him what he, damage he would do at, at Wrigley. But um, so they lose him. They basically lost Rowdy Telez. Yeah. They have no, they have nobody to drive any runs, but 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 Adamus and, and you know Yelich is batting the lead up lead up spot. Why not bring up Keston here? What do you got to lose? They're not going to. What are they going to? What kind of deals are they going to make? They have unless they trade prospects, high rated prospects. Nobody's going to give them anything of value. They're just going to keep accumulating these guys that bat two two hundred two twenty. 230 like winker and hope they work out and they, 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 just, they just don't work out so what why not bring up Keston here um that's that's my first question I have no idea why they why they wouldn't um just to DH right like there's a lot of people over the years that have wanted Keston here to get consistent run and get, get at bats every day and I I just don't know where the Brewers were supposed to play him because he's not a good defender and the Brewers live in the margins, they live in those close wins, and it's really hard to win a, a one nothing ball game uh, to close the first half against the Reds if you have someone who's terrible defensively. Rowdy Telez, for as bad as his bat has been, is a good defensive first baseman, and Bryce Terang at second, and and so on and so forth. So, But Keston here could just play DH, and the only other guy that's been DHing, Steve, is awful. Like He's got one of the worst wars in baseball. It's basically him and Colton Wong, who are, interestingly enough, traded for each other. I don't know. I don't know what they have to lose because if they get rid of Jesse Winker and stick, you know, Keston here in there, I don't think Keston here can be worse. There's no guarantee he'd be better, but I don't think he can be worse. 
but that's what I mean. You got nothing to lose. And Brian Anderson, he's he's fallen off the map. I mean, not, not only is he not hitting like he used to, he's p- playing bad defense. So um, yeah, bad that's costing him. Bad, bad, yeah, bad. Have... Two or three games. I'm I'm willing to take it easy on Brian Anderson if he plays an elite third base. I'll take the good with the bad on offense. Do you think moving him back and forth in the outfield to the infield has hurt his defense at third base? Probably hasn't helped. I think he just had a bad, look. He made a couple of bad throws. Probably got in his head for two days coming back from paternity leave. Yeah, I don't need him ever in right field. And Owen Miller can stay at first base because now that he's actually got some consistent playing time there, it looks like he's gotten more comfortable. So I'm I'm well, I'm backing off on my Owen Miller slander this week. Well, well, I, you know, I don't know. I, I I really lost a little confidence in Owen Miller. I thought he was just a novice at first base, but I see he's played over a hundred games at first base, and I'm thinking, well, how can you be that bad? Um, defensively, I mean, one thing about Rowdy is he plays a better defense, and and uh, you know his his defense is uh, his bad defense cost us a game or two last week, and he's not hitting anymore either. So again, they collect, you know, the people the players generally over time hit to their hit to their level. So um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I, I ho- I'm hoping better. At least he has a uh, there's a uh, a chance that he's gonna come around and do better you know that second base too terang is a great defender but he's Ugh. not re- he's not ready to hit he can't hit too it's a miracle and i have friends that just hate craig council and blame him it's like what is he gonna do he's, he's got, got a got bunch nobody. of slaps and and retreads out there he's got jesse winker who's basically a, a he's basically a cardboard cutout of a baseball player stepping up there a couple of times and run producing spots every night no, I'm I'm with you, and I I'm one of the biggest Craig Council supporters you'll find. So you're not going to get me to say bad things about Craig for the most part. But people do get frustrated, and I think it's just frustration with the Brewers and some of their shortcomings. And naturally, people get frustrated at the manager. Has Has Winker started his bad act in in the clubhouse yet? I know he had a he had a reputation as not not being a a great teammate. I'm going to um, assume no, because if if he did, I feel like he would be gone. I mean, why would they keep him? If he's an issue in the clubhouse and he sucks on, I mean, why would the Brewers still have him if that were the case, you know? Yeah. So do, do you think that they actually will make a move at, at the trade line that, that of any substance? Do you think they would actually part with any of that their young talent that they have to actually get somebody to stay in the race? So this is a great question, Steve, and I think it's one that Austin and I are going to Uh, talk about here for a couple minutes i'm gonna let you go this has been an outstanding call steve thank you and thank you for the compliment it's been fun filling in this week i appreciate your call hey my pleasure take care guys you as well steven madison i was thinking austin the other night big picture you know meaning of life thought that i had in the shower it's where i do some where do you do your best thinking the shower is definitely yeah that that can work and then laying in bed at night you never know staring up at the ceiling fan (laughs) trying to figure out what the cubs should do with stroman well they can Trade him for a haul. They could also extend him. He loves yeah. being in Wrigley. I can see you just rolling, tossing, and turning from side <laughs> to side. This is the problem with the Brewers and this idea of sustaining success, right? Where they want to be good every year. They never want to peak too high. They never want to go too low. In theory, if the Brewers are trying to simply maintain every year, they should never buy, right? Yeah. Like there should never be a year where they're selling. There should never be a year where they're buying. They should just be even Steven. And if you want to tweak in the offseason, all for it. Love it. But in the middle of the year, this, this Brewers philosophy, the way that they team build, they should never be buyers or sellers. That kind of goes against the strategy that they've 
selected for their team and for their team building. I don't know. So when callers ask, well, do you think they'll buy? They shouldn't. There's no, there's no real buying for them. I feel well. Yeah, I feel like this year their best spot is just stay put. Yeah, like that would be their, that'd be their buying or selling. Like, yeah, they can't. They don't have very very many people to sell. Exactly, either. it's not a sellable and then roster. Buying one, there's not a top of the line bat necessarily. Like there's not a huge guy. Otani's the only name like out there. I feel like, but I don't even think he's gonna get dealt. No, so, I, if I were the Angels, I would trade him. We yeah. talked about this yesterday. But what other huge bat is there? There's not a huge guy coming off free agency that's going to be a rental or anything. I don't think there's a reason for the Brewers to buy. Because one bat isn't going to get you to contender status. Exactly. That's the issue. Is the Brewers, the way they build their team, are never going to be one player away. Yep. And I don't think they're ever really going to be in a position where they want to sell because David Stearns told us last year, and I believe that Matt Arnold is, is basically just an extension of David Stearns, they want a bite at the apple every year. So by that idea, idea, if they're good enough to get in every year, they probably feel as though they don't need to buy. And if they're not good enough to get in, then they've already failed by the trade deadline. So I I don't know. The, the nice silver lining, if the Brewers do want to add, and, and you say there's no bats available, I think the deadline there, is a I little mean, bit like... There's- Mid, like, not mid, above average bats. Yeah. I'm not saying there's a superstar out there that... I think the trade deadline is a little bit like the NFL draft in that, you know, way in advance, like, oh, this isn't a good draft. You know, not a lot of talent, not a lot of premier talent. And then we get close to the draft and we talk ourselves into a bunch of guys and, and yeah. how they're going to be elite. So there will be names. The nice thing about the Brewers, if they want to add and tweak a little bit, they could really pull any guy from any position because it's going to be DH. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're looking to replace Rowdy Telez. I think the one guy you could replace and feel like you're not moving mountains to do it is Jesse Winker because anything better than zero is an improvement at the yeah. DH spot. And like you said yesterday, that could mean a left fielder. That could mean uh, a corner. Like you could get a true DH like Nelson Cruz or you could pick up whoever, whoever can swing the bat and you just say, hey, guess what? We were not going to ask you to play the field. Yep. Like you you hit the lottery here. We're just going to have you hit. Yeah. I think most likely the Brewers will do nothing. Brandon Woodruff will come back. Aaron Ashby will come back. They hope that Willie Thomas continues to progress. They hope they get something from Rowdy Telez. I feel like, and I talked about this on my show last night with David Gasper, I feel like hoping from anything from Jesse Winker is a little silly. It's July 12th, you know, like early June. While the weather's beginning to warm up, finally, you know, so-and-so players getting it going. Like Hunter Renfro was notorious, slow starter. Soon as you get a month in, gets a little warmer. Well, Hunter Renfro, now that the weather's warming up and we're into the season, he's getting going. There's no... We're waiting for the weather to warm up. It's July twelfth. Like yeah. we're eighty games in, so I don't. I don't this, know. This if, is what you are. This is what you are. I think this is what Jesse Winker is. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. If you'd like to call, thank you, Steve. We're both on Twitter. I'm at Wisco Grant. Austin is at the Os Harper. Bill Michaels show back in five minutes. Stick around. Ready. This is the Bill Michaels show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michaels show. How we looking? Hope you're having an awesome day. Austin Harper, stone cold intern Austin in with me. I might go to a Mallards game tonight, Austin. Yeah. Check out the duck blind. <laughs> yeah, I've never, never been to the duck. That is, I mean, if you, you did your sightseeing this weekend. So then that's just got to tail end. Uh, 
going up, going up, check out the duck blind. I don't mean to laugh. It's just I hey, I might go to a Mallards game, and you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are. Yeah, well, I, are you gonna get the boot? Have you seen the boot that they sell? There, beer? there we go. So here's what I wanted. What if I go to the duck blind? What do I need to do? What do I need to get? Well, I I heard this year that they're selling like a sixty ounce boot of beer. That's a lot. Sweet Jesus. Yeah, it's a lot of beers. I, it's just, they get warm. This is why I'm kind of, I'm not anti-silo. I love a big silo can uh-huh. of beer. Don't get me wrong, but it gets kind of warm. I'm a methodical drinker, right? I, I never stop drinking. I sip, sip, sip constantly. I'm not one to chug a beer and then take a break and chug another beer. Like I, I yeah. like to stretch my drink out. So get warm. I worry about that a little bit. And it's Wednesday night and I have to host is, Bill's show and by I'm, myself tomorrow. Yeah, I am not here Oh, Tomorrow I'm booking guests. You got yep. all the guests in the book. Yep. Well, I have one, and that's a good start. That's, that's a good start. It's a great it start. It starts with one. It, uh, a great a great lineup of guests has to start somewhere. So Andy Herman, the Hermanator, Pack-A-Day Podcast, is going to join us tomorrow. I might go to the Duck Blind tonight, thinking about it. I might check it out. I'm a lacrosse loggers guy. I'm an Eau Claire Express guy. I've never been to the Duck Blind No, you got to be a Madison Mallards guy. I might have to be a Mallard. Are there names to Mallard fans? Um, uh, yeah, I got no fans of fans of foul that's a little too wordy i'll work on that 608 321 1670 talking a little bit about what the brewers and or the cubs austin your team might want to do before the trade deadline (laughs) bobby potus tweets in bobby and eau claire says there's not a random all-star bat rental uh up for scraps like eduardo escobar Ooh, a return he didn't he get already get traded this year I don't know. I think he got traded. For, he, yeah, he got traded from the Mets to the Angels already. They traded Eduardo Escobar. Yeah, he's on. He's on the Angels. So the, I don't. I mean, unless the Angels flip them. Oh, you're right. It's not out of the question, I guess. Eduardo Escobar looks more like an actor than he does. About, <laughs> how old is he? He looks he's like he's been in the. It seems like he's been in the league for a while. Right. He but, he looks like an actor. In a TV show, more than he looks like a baseball player. He's got really nice teeth. He's only 34. He looks like he could be 45. A good-looking 45, don't get me wrong. But he could pull it off. Could pull it off. Maybe it's the tight pants. He wears really, really tight pants. He was an okay addition to the Brewers. Was that in 2019 they added him, I think? I think it was 2019. It wasn't as recent as 2021. So I thought Eduardo Escobar was still on the Mets. Turns out they dealt him. Something new every day. Uh, so thank you, Bobby Potus, for the tweet. We need to get to the point where folks at The Athletic and folks at Sports Illustrated are like writing articles, the 10 best free agent bats or the 10 best trade deadline candidates that might be dealt at the deadline, right? We need that. But also this is a year, Austin, and look at the standings. There aren't a lot of teams that are markedly out of it. No, I you think know? though, I think the general name of like the top bat right now on the market is Jamie Candelario. Okay. He's a third baseman for the Nationals. Okay. I so think we, that's the consensus. Like, that's the cream of the crop. The Nationals that, are a team that's markedly yeah. out of it. They're 24 it's, games out of first place. They're not, they, they have no chance. So that's a team that's definitely going to be a seller. You can mark it down that they're going to be sellers. The Pirates are tailing off, but they're a young team. But they're not going to sell McCutcheon. They wouldn't do that. No. That's the one veteran. Are there any other veterans I'm trying to think top of my head that the Pirates would maybe be interested in dealing? The Cardinals, I just don't think, are an organization that will sell. They're 11 and a half back. They're 14 games under 500. They got a negative run that, differential. That bad would in every be department. the 
that's the one like star that like an Arenado trade would break the deadline. But do you I think don't. the Cardinal the Cardinals are I don't, I they might entertain it, but I don't think they're going to pull the trigger. The Cardinals are like the Packers or the Steelers in that they just don't really bottom out. They don't get bad. Mm-hmm. I could see the Cardinals just taking the season on the chin, coming back next year and saying, well, okay, that was a season from hell. Everything went wrong. We got all the bad luck out of the way with, so if we just run this team back. And I think the, the Cardinals roster is better than 38 and 52. Don't get me wrong. And you can talk about, you know, Ali Marmol, the manager. And, you know, Wainwright's yeah. maybe old, but I don't think the Cardinals are a team that's going to blow it up and sell. The Rockies, I guess, are markedly out of it in the West. They don't really have anyone. Like, That's what I'm saying. Elias Diaz, the all-star MVP. He, mm-hmm. he can put him on the market. They're not going to put Chris Bryant on the market. You reminded um, me yesterday that Chris Bryant plays for the Rockies Yeah, now. he does. I will well, easily he's forget hurt, that. He's, he's hurt again, I believe. So Yeah, poor guy. He's just at the injury bug since. Uh, the Athletics could maybe deal Jace Peterson. Honestly, I'd take Jace Peterson back as a DH over Jesse Winker. There if you go. could get him for cash considerations... Send a new laundry machine, new washer dryer to the athletics. They'd probably take it for Jace Peters, and they'll take anything they can get. Is there anyone good on the Royals? Uh, I'm just really putting you to the test. Yeah, they already dealt Chapman. They dealt Chapman. That's probably about all we're going to see. I don't think they have a bat that can be traded. Their offense is terrible. There's just not a lot of teams that will be sellers. And and this is what happens when you expand the postseason – Right, and and there's a lack of an elite team in the AL Central. There's if a lack the Cubs, of an elite team yeah. in the NL Central. If the Cubs go and lose another like seven out of ten, then Bellinger's a name. That's probably, yeah, that's probably a pretty big name on the market. Yep, that's it. That's an interesting one. But this is the problem. This is another problem. The last couple of years, when the Brewers have wanted to be buyers, the Cubs have been one of the bigger sellers in Major League yeah. Baseball, and they're not going to deal someone no. to the Brewers unless they get unless way they get, too much in return. Yeah. So the last couple of years, it's been frustrating because the Cubs have had pieces that have made sense for the Brewers, but they're the Cubs. They're in the division. And this is what sports fans, myself included, we need to remind ourselves of this in the draft and in free agency and at the trade deadline. We might get mad at the Packers for not taking a wide receiver. Okay, but take a step back. Was there a wide receiver there to be taken? Uh-huh. If not, like, well, we can't really be mad. It's frustrating that there wasn't a wide receiver there to be taken, but you know what are you going to do? Or the trade deadline. Well, the Brewers, they needed a bat. They didn't get one. Was there a bat available? Was the only bat available a member of the Chicago Cubs? Was That was probably never a realistic outcome. So, you know, we do a lot of complaining on Sports Talk Radio and callers. We, you get mad. Oh, the Brewers needed to do this. Packers needed to do this. Well, sometimes they they wanted to do this. They wanted to do that thing. They wanted to get a bat. They wanted to draft a wide receiver, and it just didn't work out, right? It, it takes two to tango, yeah. Austin. You know, it takes another team to sell, I mean, another team yeah. that is willing to deal to the Brewers, a team that's not a rival. At the end of the day, generally the sellers, I feel like, have more leverage than buyers at the deadline. Like you yeah. got, they—they're the ones that can wait for the right trade. Like they can get what they want from their star player that they're dealing. Yeah, and and there are teams. Can, I think that's a good point. It's like, well, we we'll trade them if we get a good offer, but yeah. we're not looking to give them away just to get rid of them. So, you know, if the Brewers don't want to pay, I think there's always a tax. There's a tax you pay in free agency. You're paying the player what they're worth plus a little extra because you need to win the bidding war and you need to convince them to come to your market, especially for a team like the Brewers or the Packers in Green Bay. Packers maybe need to overpay a little bit where a team like the Rams or a team like the Falcons, bigger cities, warm cities, right? They don't need to overpay. So you're always paying a little bit of a tax in free agency. And I think you're doing the same at the trade deadline 
in the middle of the season because there is a market of lots of contending teams, right? You don't want that that player that you're trying to, to get. You don't want that player to go to a rival, so you're going to pay a little extra. And the Brewers aren't a team that makes trades that aren't aren't winning trades. Like David Stearns, mm-hmm. I think, for years was about, I'll make a trade if I'm winning. Danny Ainge is the same way Man, in the NBA. Did they win the Josh Hader trade? <laughs> Dude, the Josh Hader... I know it's obnoxious when this trade always comes up. It is one of the most interesting things that happened and that has happened in Wisconsin sports the last 10 years. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions about the Josh Hader trade. I think David Stearns was a fantastic GM for the Brewers. I think he did so many good things. He had misses. The Jonathan Scope trade was a miss. Well, whatever. It was a midseason acquisition. You're trying to, you know, acquire one other bat. Maybe it hits, maybe it doesn't. I don't really hold that against him. Anything that went wrong and anything that didn't work out for David Stearns in his tenure with the Brewers, I don't really hold against him, except the David Stearns deal. And there's a lot of Brewers fans, Austin, that think, well, Mark Atanasio pushed David Stearns to do that. Mark Atanasio and ownership put, no, no, that was David Stearns. David Stearns said, I want to trade my closer. Now is the time to do it. This is the package that I will accept. There There weren't outside forces pushing him to do that. Such an interesting interesting move and I and I know it's it's funny we always bring it up like it's a meme and we look back on it like it's like it's I don't know like it's a joke like it's a punchline but it truly is one of the more interesting things that's happened in Wisconsin sports that's so out of character it's so bizarre for David Stearns and David Stearns and I think a Danny Ainge and there's other executives in sports they won't make a move unless they are hand over fist winning the trade yeah like we just won't make the trade we won't make the trade unless we know we're coming. And I think the William Contreras trade was a trade like that. Mm-hmm. Slam dunk for the Brewers. Absolutely. They weren't making a trade unless it was easily and obviously a win. That was a deal that they made. So I give the Brewers credit for that. The hater trade. I'm glad you brought up the hater trade. God, that trade was so weird. I almost feel bad. David Stern's basically like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm going to be an advisor for a year and maybe I'll go to the Mets. And I kind of hope he does go to the Mets, honestly. Maybe we can uh- talk about that some point today 608-321-1670 let's take one final break we'll put the finishing touches as they say on the hour number one of the bill michael show we're back in three minutes this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network welcome to pella hi it's come to my attention i need new windows you do Hey, sweetie, what's this? My art project. Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows, Dad? Well, you came to the right place. Pell has a limited lifetime warranty on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit PellaWI.com today. Bill Michaels Show, welcome back. Just wrapping up hour number one of the show. No guests today. Now, I'm, I'm booking guests for the rest of the week, Austin. I'm all over it. I'm, I'm going through my Rolodex. Yep. I'm hitting up every friend, every analyst, every guest. We're going to have to load up the show the next to. couple of days. Without you here, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so we're loading up guests, but not today. So plenty of time to call if you want to join the show. And we talked with Steven Madison earlier. We got nothing but time, so I'm not going to... We're not going to usher you off the phone after just, you know, 15, 20, 30 seconds. No, no, no. Let's let's break it down. Let's 
wait into the weeds about, I don't know, the hater trade? Should we do an hour on the hater trade? <laughs> 608-321-1670. You know how on Inside the NBA they have Ernie's Nito stat of the day or of the night yeah. or whatever it's called? Well, we have Stone Cold's stat of the day. Hit me with what you just told me over the break. This right. is good stuff. It's not great. Good stuff. So, when the Brewers were in the AL, the AL's All-Star Game record was 10-20. and 20. Now, since the Brewers have moved to the National League, its All-Star Game record is 4-20-1. I don't know what year the tie was, but <laughs> just the tweet was saying, just saying, dot, dot, dot. Just saying. I'm not saying. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. The Brewers, why do we Why do we love this team? Why Why do I do what I do? Well, you're a Cubs fan. I don't know why I'm asking you. Which, by the way, you have a hater now. This is Apparently. what comes with internet fame, Austin. This is Apparently. what comes with more than 50 Twitter followers. Did you read this tweet, or do you want me to read it? I did. You can, you can read it, though. This is from, I don't know how to read the Twitter name. Although his at is at BillMichaels1F1. One could argue that this guy is like the premier Bill Michaels listener or tweeter. Uh, this guy's a super fan. Says at Wisco Grant, I don't think we need to be talking about the Cubs on Wisconsin Sports Radio Show. He says in all caps. Matter of fact, this stone cold guy shouldn't be on the show for being a fan of the Cubs. I'm going to talk to Bill about this S word. So this guy's got special phone to Bill. Apparently he's going to let Bill know. I mean, with a at like a username like that, yeah, you got to think he does. Yeah, he gets right through. Bill, Bill, you gotta think Bill so. doesn't screen this guy's calls. Um. <laughs> Were we even talking about the Cubs that much? I don't think so. I don't think we I don't were. think we. It's not like we've had a whole segment on them. Like, you've just mentioned that I'm a Cubs fan. Cody Bellinger is sneaky. That was a good point. That's a sneaky good sell candidate. Yeah. If the Cubs go out and lose 7 out of 10. Yeah. 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 And I and for the same, if the Brewers go out and lose 7 out of 10, it's the same principle I, why I think Wade Miley is a good sell yeah. candidate. Is it's not that... It's not this massive deal where there's going to be a huge market. Mm-mm. Like, dealing Corbin Burns will be a production. And it's going to, I think, shake up the locker room. And it's going to create a big bidding war. And teams are going to have to move mountains to figure out how to do it. And then they're going to have to worry about extending him in the future. It's going to be this whole thing. Dealing Wade Miley, a guy who signed a one-year deal, that's basically like, that's flipping a house, right? We got Pretty this place. Much. We we, we fixed it up for a year. The notorious for flipping the house in the last <laughs> yeah. couple of years. Yeah, they, that's I, what they do. Bellinger would add to the list. Yeah, that's what the Cubs do. So I, I didn't think we were talking Cubs, although now I kind of just want to do 10 minutes on Marcus Stroman to <laughs> get under people's skin. There's not a lot going on right now. We yeah, can talk got, about... They got to bear with us. You we, can only yeah. talk so much just stuff. We like, can only know, bring we, back the hater trade yeah. so many times. Can only talk about the home can run. Only derby. talk, yeah, home so run. much. Guy getting drilled in the face. So I, I actually had this article about Marcus Stroman. I was going to get into, oh but now I better tread lightly. Maybe I, I shouldn't do that. So Austin has been put on notice. But you know, with with fame comes haters. That's how it works. I mean, that's just the way He's the world works. Lock him out. Uh, Jordan J. A. Krebs. That's a sign that you make it. Is when <laughs> that's you what I'm get haters. You got a target on your back. <laughs> J.A. Krebs tweets in. He says, I think Hader was mad at the Brewers for not extending him, and he asked to be traded. I feel in the like middle that of the come year? Out. I feel like that would have come out by now. Oh, my God. That's what I'm going to say. David Stearns, would have, he would have said it within the week. Yeah. David Stearns isn't out. taking the bullet for that. Are you kidding me? Although it's an interesting, it's an interesting tweet, and it's an interesting thought process. I, I could totally understand if the Brewers and Hader weren't on the best of terms. I think Hader probably wanted an extension 
or he wanted to be in a situation where the team was trying more aggressively to win. And I think the Brewers were probably frustrated to Josh Hader for not being willing to throw more than one inning. Like It's not like they were asking him to throw two, three innings all the time, but geez, can you get us a five, six out save? Can you come in a little early? I think there was probably some tension there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was between... Stearns and Hater, Council and Hater. I always like to kind of leave the head coach or the manager out of it. If there is a, dis- a dispute between a player and the team, I'd like to think that the manager or the coach is kind of. I don't want him involved, right? Yeah. I don't want to sour the day to day relationship Put them between in like the manager the and the middle player. ground. Yeah, and then yeah, you got the, it's the play in the front office. Yeah, and then the manager is just another guy in the dugout. But I, Austin, and I say this on my show every chance I get a uh, an opportunity to say it. I was at spring training for a week this year. I was down in Maryvale All doing right. journalistic things and speaking with journalism players. And, journalism, yeah. That's my favorite word. Speaking with speaking with players, speaking with counsel, and I asked multiple members of the Brewers beat, you know, cuz I'm I'm down there. Mike Clemens once told me. He said, "Great, the best the best information getting, the best research, it's done off campus, off the record." So, you know, when we were just milling around the the clubhouse waiting for things to happen, right? You know, I'd ask Brewers beat reporters cuz I'm so curious. It doesn't make sense to me. You're telling me that the hater trade was 100% David Stearns. There was no pressure from Mark Atanasio to make that. No, it was Stearns. And the Bruce Beat reporters, they were beside themselves as well. They asked him a dozen times last year. It's like, can you make, help us understand this? Yeah. Help us you see can't. why this happened. Uh, and there was never really a good answer. Maybe the frustration between Hater and the Brewers was bad enough. But I, geez, got to be a professional, Austin. Like if we were upset, if I, you know. I packed a lunch. You didn't. You ate half of my lunch because you were hungry. You snuck it out of the fridge. We still got to host a show together. Yeah. Right. We still got to perform. We still got to ha- talk about the Cubs, apparently, according to Twitter. Hour number one down. That's about as fast. Uh, again, I say wet and wild. That's a wet and wild hour of the Bill Michaels show. When we come back, hope to take more calls. Talk a little college football because Northwestern has to hire a coach. And there is there's Paul Chris Buzz. Austin. There's, there's Paul Chris Buzz. There is Paul Chris Buzz. It's palpable. The Paul Buzz is palpable. So we'll talk about that next as well. More baseball, more Packers, more hard knocks. A lot to discuss. And a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next. Mm-hmm.